Hey everybody, it's good to be back with you. Uh, I've, I've missed you, but quite frankly, I, I loved the time off. It was refreshing and enjoyable, and so thanks for gifting me that. All of you who spoke and, and cared for this community, um, thanks. Uh, it was awesome. So we're, we're going to continue in the Lord's Prayer, and we're, we're going to start taking section by section in this. But as we do this, I want to encourage us all to expect something new of God in this. So one of the things that I've learned over the years is that when we come to something in the Bible that's familiar, we often think we already know it. We've heard sermons on it. Maybe we've done a Bible study. Maybe uh, we've prayed the prayer in, in our church, in our own personal life over and over. We already know it. And so we, we often in U.S. Christianity want to go to a deeper thing. And by deeper thing, we mean something new something we haven't learned before. But what I'm learning in my own life is the deeper things are usually beneath the things I think I already know. I can by heart recite the Lord's Prayer. But there's such depth in this prayer that I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit illuminates that to me and to you and that we have this happen for all of us over these next few weeks. And, and I really believe that the depth of this template for prayer is available for us if we have ears to hear it. And our posture before God makes a difference, even just our physical posture. And so I'm going to pray here at the beginning of this sermon, and I want to ask you to pray with me, but also want to ask you to do something with your body. I want to ask you to open up your hands before me. We do this when we're in person a lot, right? Open up your hands like God is about to set a Christmas gift into your hands in September. And we're going to pray, trusting that he's going to gift us something. Then we'll, we'll begin looking at the Lord's Prayer, okay? So let's pray together here. Jesus, thank you for teaching us how to pray. And thanks for offering us gifts, even when we aren't ready to receive them, even when they're gifts we wouldn't call gifts, and even if they're gifts that we feel are already familiar. We ask that today that, Holy Spirit, you would teach us the meaning of these words, our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. We trust you in your name. Amen. Well, if you saw the video that we put out on Monday, you heard me say that the Lord's Prayer brings good memories to me. It brings back this time in my life where I felt safe and secure, where the world seemed simpler, times where I felt like I was a part of something bigger than myself. In the church that I grew up in, we closed every service with the Lord's Prayer. And frankly, I loved it because it meant that we were almost done. I mean, I, I, you know, church is great, but I, I was excited when the service ended and we went to watch football or we went on to the next thing. There's something that feels so familiar about the Lord's Prayer. But if I'm honest, there's also something that feels so mysterious about it. And as I've learned to look at this template for prayer, I've learned to see that, that there's so much in this. And I've also, as, as we saw over the last month, learned that prayer is more this two-way communication. Well, the Lord's Prayer has taken on new meaning. And so first, let's address something that We've already addressed, but it feels really important to address as we're looking at this prayer, and that is, who is the prayer addressed to? It's very important that we know who we are praying to. Dallas Willard writes that 
As for the address of a prayer, it is the, one of the things that distinguishes prayer from worrying out loud or silently, which many, unfortunately, have confused with prayer. You see, when we address our prayer, that proves that it's something different than us just mumbling out loud to ourselves. We're not just voicing our concern to the air. We're addressing the God of the universe. And as we're looking at different sections of this prayer of prayer, we'll, we'll stop at different points to learn things. And today is this address. We're going to pull out four different pieces. First of all, have you noticed in the Lord's Prayer that the entire prayer is corporate? Now, oftentimes we pray it like on our own, right? In my small group last night, we talked about how the Lord's Prayer has been a part of our private devotional life. And we do often in churches pray the Lord's Prayer together, but the entire prayer is corporate. It's an our, it's an us. It's not just me and God. It's you and me and the you that I don't know yet and God. It's all of us together. And it changes things. Because as we pray this way, this corporate way, it means things like when we get to the verse about daily bread. I can't have my daily bread by taking yours. That's not ours. And so we have to trust God to provide our daily bread. And truthfully, I can't have daily bread if you don't as well. When it comes to the forgiveness of sins, well, of course, I have to forgive other people because I want my sins forgiven. It's not something exclusive to Matt. It's something for all of us. You see, we're divinely linked, you and me and our Father. And that gets to the second word of this address, right? Father. For me, Father is a great word. I love the times that I had with my dad. And so it's, help, it's a helpful metaphor for me. And when I'm reading the Lord's Prayer today, well, we need to explore this metaphor a little bit because it's not helpful for everyone. You see, if we aren't careful, we can easily follow the culture and even the church and give God a gender here. And, and hear me out. Jesus was male, but God the Father is not gendered in Scripture. But we act like the father is a male. And scripture never says this. And this has implications that I believe take us away from the intent of Jesus. You see, sadly in our culture, when we pray to our father, it can sometimes confirm fears that we have a cold and distant God. And this is so unlike the God that we see in scripture. But do you know there's other metaphors for God throughout the scriptures? There's this one in Isaiah that, that kind of makes people's heads spin. Isaiah in chapter 66 says, As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And so God uses the metaphor of mother. Jesus prays our father, and God identifies with the mother. Just like the mother, I'll comfort you. It's not... It's not so much that I'm not wanting you to identify God as Father. Like I said earlier, for me, praying to the Father is a comforting gift. It's not that I'm saying that the male gender is not from God or with God. I'm 
I'm not even saying that God is genderless. In fact, some people I really respect say that God is genderful because all genders find themselves being made in the image of God. I don't believe that the Father was about conveying a gender to God. I think Jesus prayed our Father for a totally different reason. I believe he said our Father because it's about proximity. It's about intimacy. It's a metaphor about nearness, about God being with you. There's this fancy theological word, imminence, right? How close God is to us in this world. I believe at this point of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is teaching us that as we pray, we are to recognize how near God is, that you're my Father. If this Father language helps you, use it. If the Father language helps you sense the nearness of God, you need to use it. But honestly, if, if mother language helps, that metaphor is also biblical. I mean, there's even the metaphor of a mother hen in, in Matthew and a bear without her cubs in Hosea. There's, there's metaphors all throughout Scripture. What Jesus is doing at this point is he's showing the imminence of God. He's showing how with us, how near God is to us. And so when we begin to pray, we pray for our collective Father, this God who is so, so near. This week, I wonder if, if God might want to stretch you a little bit. What would it be like to see God as a mother, like Isaiah says? Is that a healing thing? Is it discomfortable? Does it, does it feel like heresy? Like, what does it do within you? What moves you towards seeing God as that close to you? Maybe it's the metaphor we talked about last May of, of Jesus being our brother. You see, this language is about God being near. Well, the next words, our Father in heaven. Heaven doesn't always seem so near, or does it? See, many of us have grown up with this thinking that heaven is a completely other place where we leave all of this madness and go to a separate heaven when we die. I don't believe that so much. You see, God intends to bring heaven here, and we'll talk about that next week. But God dwells in a space already. In the future, we'll dwell with God and God's beauty undisturbed. And so when we pray to this God in heaven... Well, we, we do this because God lives in a place where everything is already set to right. I mean, you get how important that is, right? We, we are praying to a God who is already in a space that is just. And so we're praying for this intimate, near God who is in heaven for the justice that we desperately need. Praying to a God who lives in the space that's already whole. So us as broken or fractured, wounded people. Praying to this God who knows life, where you're made whole. I mean, this stirs some things up in me. See, God dwells in this space and intends for us to as well. And so an ache, a longing starts to form within us. And so for you, a few questions you might want to ponder this week. 
What longing wakes up in you when you think about heaven? What of heaven do you need pulled down to you in this season? Or more biblically sound, more in line with the Lord's Prayer, what do you need pulled down to us? What comfort comes from knowing that God dwells in this place and has saved a space for you where you're whole, where you know mercy and peace, where his justice reigns. In this address, it it ends with, with these lofty four words, hallowed be your name. In the New Living Translation, it's translated to say, may your name be kept holy. And I love the way that that's translated. It makes sense to me. And so as we address this God that is so near to us in this familiar metaphor of Father, we are then reminded that God is completely other, is completely holy, distinct, worthy. The theological word here is transcendent. That he's magnificent and powerful, majestic, wholly other than humanity. You see, we're in God's image. But God is everything compared to us. And you see what's happening in this address here. We, We get to address this God who is so near and this God who is so other and so powerful and mighty. This is important because if we only address a God who is near and who is like us, it ends up being a no God at all. If God is only like us, then he is flawed, then he is weak, then he is limited in scope and understanding. But he is with us fully God and he is transcendent, he is mighty, majestic, fully God. And in that way, It's where his justice is. It's where his mercy is. That is the God who I want to serve. And in in this address to God in the Lord's Prayer, we get to pray to the one who defines justice. And we don't have to wonder where he is. He's right with us. He's imminent, near. He's in heaven, the place that's already completed, the place that's already finished. And we ache and we yearn and we desire and we long for that completion. But we know that God does what he said he will do. And in the meantime, he is with us until he sees it to completion. See, this is the address that we have. So maybe you have never really felt God that near. I know there's a lot of us like this. Feel like God is distant, that he's in some far off heaven that he's not really paying attention to us. The transcendent, holy, other idea of God makes sense to us, but the idea that God is near, that he's with me, that seems foreign. I want to invite you to step into that this week. Ask God to show himself as near, as father, as mother. For others of us, we imagine God with us. There was a season where the church really loved this buddy Jesus idea, right? And we imagine God being near us, but we kind of have forgotten that he's holy and he's other and we don't know what to do with that. Maybe if that's you, maybe you need to just ponder a little bit on the power and the majesty and the otherness of God this week. 
And maybe you're somebody who, who came to this place today and you really don't even think about God. And you certainly don't address God in prayer. Maybe you don't need, know him as near or far. In fact, you don't know him at all. If that's you, I want to encourage you, there is no better day than today to begin to open yourself up to God moving in your life. I know that we often feel unworthy. We feel like we don't know enough. We haven't done enough. We're not good enough. All these kind of things. Let me tell you, Jesus has taken care of all of those things. And then he gave us this template for prayer. And wherever you are in your walk, even if, if you haven't spent a day with him yet, you can begin with this simple prayer of, okay, our collective God, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Teach me what this means. Show me what this looks like. If you're just beginning this journey or if, if you're stuck in one of these spaces or you need some encouragement, there's some prayer counselors who'd love to pray with you. They'd love to talk with you and, and hear your journey and introduce you or reintroduce you to this God who is near or to this God who is holy. You see, Jesus gives us this template to begin the conversation. I say, take your time with it. Again, if you need someone to pray with, these prayer counselors are available. They would love to pray with you. And this week, I want to encourage you to sit in this address of God. Maybe let this whole thing be your prayer for the week. God, show me who you are. Show me how near you are. Show me how majestic you are. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let's pray this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.